Welcome everyone to the Modern Day Overthinker Podcast. My name is Colin and I'm your host. Thank you for tuning in. This week's episode is with Stevie Moe. Stevie Moe is a local Quad City comedian and a friend of mine. We sat down in my living room and we talked about a lot of stuff. We talked about his life and what's going on with him. And he opened up a lot about his struggles with alcohol, anxiety. He even shared his story when he was 20 years old where he did not want to live anymore and really opened up about our buddy Brad Han and his passing and how he's been dealing with that and just a great open honest episode that I had to cut down because we talked for a long time. Well, Stevie did most of the talking. He likes to talk, which is good for a podcast episode and a podcast guest. So I appreciate that from him. And I also appreciate his honesty. Disclaimer, there's a lot of swearing on this episode. So if you're not someone who likes swearing, I would not recommend listening to this episode. Or get easily offended by swearing. And there's also a lot of talk about suicide. So that is a disclaimer as well. Just in case you are sensitive to that topic. That being said, I hope you appreciate this episode as much as I do. Also wanted to bring up if you are struggling with suicide or suicidal thoughts or need somebody to talk to, 988, you can call or text it. You do not have to press star afterwards. We went over that in the episode. 988, great resource. If you're struggling, reach out. Don't suffer in silence. And thank you for tuning in to the Modern Day Overthinker Podcast. This is episode 55 with Stevie Moe. get started thank you everyone for tuning in to the modern day overthinker podcast my name is colin and i'm your host this week's episode is with stevie mo how's it going stevie it's going well thank you for uh having me inside your uh, your lovely home this is uh this is the most comfortable it's I've cozy ever been. yeah because i'm literally sitting on a couch with like a mic that booms right to my face and i'm like i could get used to this yeah it's great i like this <laughs> Put the cat downstairs. That was a oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was an experience. Your your cat is a uh, a bitch. Yeah, I came in. Cat was there. Cat was like perking up, like let me pet. Okay. Yeah, she'll give you that at first. Oh yeah, and it was the weirdest thing because then I was like, I get, I got one too many pets in, and she bit me. I'm like, oh, all right, I guess I'm done messing with you. And uh, you know, I like how cats. So you simmer down. You know, you go pet them again. I went to go pet her again, and she popped back like a defensive position. Like <laughs> I was like, "Whoa, okay." Yeah, she's got some. Uh, she's got some issues. She needs to work out. <laughs> yeah. So then she said, "Her five minutes later, just sitting next to me, you're like, yeah, I think I'm gonna go ahead and get her downstairs.'" And she knew she was gonna go downstairs. Yeah, she knew. <laughs> she knew. <laughs> oh, she knows now when she's about to go downstairs. Yeah, man, she's, she's getting a little chippy with you too. I was like, "Oh boy." <laughs> yeah, and that's when you know she's mad because she doesn't normally get like that with me. Like I'm the last one. 
But yeah, I, I must have brought some toxic energy in. <laughs> she doesn't like dudes mostly. Uh, she's very, very much a feminist, hardcore. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> she picks, which is good. Yeah, when I've had uh, women over, which doesn't happen that often, but <laughs> but when they are over here, she's usually pretty cool because so you, of, she's <laughs> like she's like one of she's like we're good. You so you've had more guys over than girls. So I, I mean, you know, that's not a fair ratio. You gotta get more girls over here. I do. So Stevie, you're from uh, you're from the Quad Cities. Uh, you grew up in Rock Island. Oh yeah, born and raised in Rock Island um, most of my life. It was a uh, it was a cool upbringing. You know, I was like very blessed to be involved in like a lot of diversity, and uh, I think a lot of that kind of helped me figure out like I'm in like I have so many interests in this world, and I got them all from like Rocky. Like some of the hillbillies were hunters. You know, kind of got my mind looking in that direction i'd end up uh being involved in the hunting industry later but uh you know and then like guys that listen to rap you know they're like from like you know the hood like the projects down rock island it was like i got me interested in hip-hop's all these different cultures and i'm like here i am (laughs) you know i was like melting pot yeah it was it was very cool um uh, so but i've since Bounced around. I will probably never live in Rock Island ever again. Like I've uh, I've taken an affection to wanting to live in rural areas. Mm. So the more rural I can get, the better. Like if I have a house that nobody's around, I'm like that's where I'd be happy. I was talking about that the other day. Like I didn't used to be like that, but now I'm like that would be awesome. Yeah, because I don't like neighbors. Because I'm like, man, if I want to go out and film like a cooking video, like I don't got to worry about. Yeah, somebody seeing me being in my business, you know, if they're yeah. mowing the lawn or whatever. I mean, it's it's whatever. Like, I'm not, I don't hate people, but I just, I hate when I have to look at people when I'm at my own home. Neighbors can inconvenience you. Yeah, they for sure. really can. Like, yeah. I just want to go step outside and go shoot, like, <laughs> shoot my guns a couple, <laughs> pinch a couple rounds off, like, you know. Or just like if you could walk outside naked, no one see you. The, that freedom, that would be awesome. I don't walk outside naked, dude. Too many fucking government drones flying around acting as birds. <laughs> Oh, we're going to get into that. No, <laughs> dude, them hawks, man. Those are the motherships. <laughs> the motherships. That's why you can't ever... Dude, that's why if you ever try to take a bald eagle, like you cannot even possess bald eagle feathers because I guarantee you if a bald eagle was found and it got cut open, dude, it's nothing but like electronics inside of it. That's why they're so protected, dog. That's why they are the <laughs> bird of America. That's a, that's because we we say you're free, but we're actually spying on you. Actually and spy. if you ever find out, <laughs> that's all allegedly. Just so you don't get sued. Uh, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Uh, so we could talk about a lot of different things. So you recently cut back on the drinking. Are you still not drinking? Man, I got hammered in a uh, church basement. Wow. Last Saturday. <laughs> yeah, dude, I made it. Uh, I made it about 20 days. So I did, uh, I did dry January. And uh, I tried. And I think there was a couple times I was having like dinner. Like I had a beer. Yeah. You know, maybe two. Um, that was as far as it went. I felt great too. Like I had no anxiety. Like I could just get in my car and drive. Yeah. Without it being an Cause issue. You have, Cause you have a, you have a, uh, what's it called? Oh, yeah, breathalyzer. Breathalyzer. Yeah, yeah. Which that's actually, it's been fucking up lately. So it's cost me now, uh, two times it's had two violations. I get the fucker out in two and a half months. So I can't wait to start drinking and driving again. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. I'm never doing that. I'm, this is, and this is actually, you know, something happened to me that I told you I want to talk about because it really fucked with my mental, but it kind of helped. It's a weird, weird situation, but... It was an eye-opening situation? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah 100%. Uh, but it's like, 
you know, the shit's just stressing me out. And yeah, we filmed a, we filmed a cooking video, me and uh, my buddy Mark. And it's uh, since and I got the idea. I actually, I was going to tell you this. Uh, so it's a Valentine's Day video. Do you remember we were on a Facebook post and we were talking about tacos and Valentine's Day being on, Valentine's Day is on Taco Tuesday? Oh, yeah, yeah. I did a cooking video about making tacos for one. Me and Mark then went down to Skylark and we uh, we got drunk in the basement. <laughs> oh, so that church? Okay. Yeah. So we, uh, but we, former church. Yeah, we were uh, we were just kind of talking about some stuff, you know, kind of like a little meeting of the minds, showing Justin some equipment. You know, Justin wanted to, you know, kind of like just discuss some things and like show us some cool stuff. And we were like showing each other some equipment. And, and Justin's the guy that runs Skylark. Farley, yeah. yeah. So you know, we were just down there hanging out, just talking, you know, talking a little shop, you know, trying to figure out how we got to make our show worked there and it's a, such a cool place and it means a lot to me. And I remember at one point I was like, I hadn't drank in 20 days, man. And we were drinking, filming this. I go upstairs and I'm thinking it's nine o'clock at night. I open the door from the basement and it is daylight out. I was like, Oh <laughs> man, I went home, but I, I went to bed at like seven, woke up at like three in the morning. I was like, ah, man, I forgot why I quit drinking until just now. Just, and you were just drinking the whole time. And it was smoking, maybe, but yeah. We were eating a little bit of food, not a lot, you know, like it took us a little bit. So but you yeah. weren't doing like any uppers the whole time to stay up that late. You just did. Oh, yeah, no, no, I'm saying no, it was four. I'm sorry, it was four in the afternoon, right? Okay. It was, I'm sorry, it was four in the afternoon. Like I thought it was nine o'clock at night. It was only four in the afternoon. Oh, okay. That's I, what I meant. That's how I, I okay. was like, uh oh. Like, yeah, we didn't stay up all night. No, okay, we literally gotcha. probably started drinking, day drinking uh, some Tecate because we were filming with it at like noon ish and then me and mark were gonna run down there and i knew i was like i'm, I'm gonna come home and watch the rumble <clears throat> you know went 20 some odd days without drinking and <laughs> dude i just turned it back on i was like yeah i can't do this it's like a switch it was i mean i wasn't doing anything stu- well hold on i looked at who i tried to facetime i'm like oh boy yeah <laughs> oh boy i get it did you try to facetime me hon nope no nope. nope i was trying to send you something but uh fat fingers hmm. what are you trying to send me ah something barbecue related <laughs> i was like I don't so know. most of your cooking stuff is barbecue related essentially yeah this one was tacos which you throw on the smoker and then yeah. on the uh blackstone which mark's been kind of getting on me about doing more cooking stuff and that's that's one thing i realized it brought me a lot of joy so i've always loved cooking man i wanted a smoker a pellet smoker for like years yeah years and years and years and i finally got one last year and then i put 40 pounds on Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I got fat again, and uh, I'll do it. You know, but it was like it was something I want. I said I'm going to use this thing every day, and I basically use it at least at least once a week, even in the winter, so I can like meal prep. Um, and it, my passion is like when I'm cooking, I just want other people to eat the shit and love it. Like that is what brings me joy. Like you want to tell, like, yeah, I'll lay you out a perfect day for me if like I wake up in the morning, throw a brisket on. You know, or some ribs or whatever. Drinking my black coffee, seasoning meat, hitting a couple one hitters a few times. You know, got my little headphones in. I'm listening to music. I'm salting meat. I'm drinking my coffee. I'm getting ready to throw this shit on. That's like a perfect morning, dude. I'm like, fine. like I live for mornings like that. Um, smoking all day, cutting some meat up, taking it down to go see the homies and they're eating it. And when I see people like the look on their faces, like that brings me the most fucking joy on the planet. So I decided to film it and didn't realize how awkward I looked trying to cut fucking veggies and stuff. Up. <laughs> Dude, we had these new mics and I was so proud. I'll show you it when we're done. 
Um, I'm dropping it. Uh, it's a video. So people, if they're hearing this uh, in a week, I'm going to be dropping that video. It's like a 20 minute YouTube video. Super nice. Like I said, we got nice equipment. I was so proud of how it was because it finally felt natural. It felt comfortable. We've done about two or three of them. Mm -hmm. Felt great. I'm like, this looks fucking awesome until there's the parts where I'm not talking and I've got a giant fucking nose and a deviated septum. You could just hear me loud breathing. I'm like, Ugh. Throw some music on there. I listen to everything loud. And dude, I tried to turn it down like a normal volume, which like, I assume people watch videos on now in full blast. Oh, man, you can still hear me breathing. They're like, <laughs> and I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I was like, damn, I'm so proud of this. Yeah. And then, but you could. But it's funny, you know, because yeah. it's like dude, it's some fat, fat fuck, you know, cooking and having a hard time breathing. I bet if I cook like him, I'll get fat like him. There's a reason why he's fat. <laughs> he must be good at what he does. He's eating good. Yeah. You don't <laughs> trust a skinny chef, man. Exactly. That's, that's what I'm talking about. So I'm like, so if I already have breathing issues and sleep apnea, but I'm cooking like this all the time, you better know I know how to eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a good outlet for you, though. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Like it, uh, It's kind of taken over from what bow hunting used to do for me. Just... Um, you know, last season I I finally got out after you know like past couple of years, <clears throat> just been fucked for everyone's mental. Like you know, oh, twenty twenty yeah. shit just happening. You know, shit ain't exactly the same. But you know, you discover a lot of things about yourself. But you know, like hunting used to be that for sure outlet. And archery was a big thing. And then um, you know, I was a big part of working class bow hunter to start it. And those guys are absolutely fucking monstrous now. And you know, I've left like for like two years. And they got big. They got like a building, everything, you know. So they're they're very successful without me, and uh, you know. So it was like kind of hard to like stay in something that like I, I watched everybody. Like I I watched the ship <laughs> sail away. Just like, yeah, I was like waving at them, yeah. and uh, you know. But a lot of that had to do with uh, funny enough with why we split was my drinking, which I never realized that how much like, that impacted. Yeah, even when you're like. <sighs> Going like going dry for like at least fifteen days, you know, you get a lot more mind clarity. Um, I'm not like as angry or as bitter. Like I almost got into like a fist fight with this dude at work mm. because we're both alpha males, and I can't let nobody just say some shit to me, and I can't say any shit trying to make a joke about it. And then I was like, ah, you know what? Let's not do that. But you know, now I'm not like drinking. I'm kind of more just mellowed out, and I take like mushroom tea, like not like shrooms but yeah no, you're about. like like the omens like ashwagandha you're supposed to be stress-free and mm -hmm. you know it's like when i'm not drinking and i can just get stoned like my it's this is this is gonna sound weird when i'm getting consistently drinking like i was drinking heavy i was probably like i'd go get a say well for sure last year when it started uh dude i would like drink two tall boys on the way home before i got my fucking owi Two fucking tall boys, two big bastards, and uh, yeah. Then I'd go get a six pack of Tall Boys Miller and fucking crush that. You know that was every night. Now if I want if I wanted to get drunk, I would get more beer. But that was like my nightly routine. And uh, you know when I'm I'm not drinking, uh, every time I get like high, like get stoned, it's a it's a much better. So I would get like so much anxiety when I'd be fucking stoned. But when I quit drinking and I smoke, like I'm euphoric. It's weird. So I'm like that. Whatever. And I, I've read 
you get anxiety because drinking just damages your body. So that's your body's natural reflex because it's been damaged. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not drinking enough water. But, you know, for me, um, I, I would just, like, I'd have anxiety, like, driving home. I couldn't even make a 30-minute drive home from work. And, dude, I'd have to crack a fucking brew on the drive home. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Were you getting any shakes or anything like that or no? Not the shakes. No, I, <clears throat> I mean, there was a couple times I had to pull over to the side of the fucking highway. Like, if I was driving back from Dubuque, I had to have some beer, either to or from there. I had to have at least two tall boys just to make that fucking drive. Jeez. I know. Reckless, too. <laughs> fucking reckless, dude. So reckless. Reckless and, as fuck. And you got your O-dub in Dubuque, didn't yes, you? Yes, I did. Yes, Ooh. I did. I was doing stand-up, and it was last April, and that was uh, that was a real fucking eye-opener. Yeah. So I was seeing this lady at the time, and... Uh, you know, I was basically making her my fucking world, and she had two kids, and um, and my drink was getting pretty out of control. So I was three months sober because I did some, uh, I did some reckless shit, man. I uh, I ended up sleeping with a buddy's wife in my truck, like outside this bar, like a couple days after they broke up. Piss hammered. Why the fuck did I do that? Told them about it. The next night, I got so drunk and I went up and told him, and I woke up in the back of my truck on a random county highway, and I was like, yep, I'm not doing this. Yeah. Not fucking doing this. Quit drinking for three months. I was in October of 2020. I would meet my then ex in December. I remember the day that um, Brody Lee died, so that was a weird fucking day. So the first times I'd done stand up in like seven eight months because COVID was kind of like we don't yeah. know where we're standing with yeah. this. <clears throat> and then uh, yeah, I started drinking again, and uh, there was a lot of times that often a lot of our fights I'd be boozed up. Mm-hmm. It was I a lot of them weren't caused because I was doing it like, because I was but drunk. Escalated like, was it wasn't that, but it definitely escalated because I was yeah. I wasn't going to let shit like that fly mm-hmm. when looking back on it. Was that something to bring up? Nope. Did you do it? Yep. So, you know, ran through that for a year and there was kind of some sketchy shit that I, I didn't like a couple of times. Uh, and I'm not going into like that kind of detail, but there was definitely some nights that I was like, you know, where have you been? Because you told me you're leaving work at four. It's not 11 o'clock at night. I tried to call you a couple times. Some red flags. You told me you were going to call me after work. We well, don't need to freak out and call me nine times. Um, when you told me you're going to call me at four, when you leave and it's 11 o'clock and I've tried to call you like nine times. I think so. <laughs> Again, you know, it's whatever. Should have just seen it for what it was. Um, but and moving forward. Yeah, I was, uh, I was doing stand-up, and I got fucking shit-tanked, and I had expired tags. Thought I would take some back roads in Dubuque, and, uh, you know, I was supposed to stay there, wake up in the morning, go hang out with these two boys who were like my, you know, I was like, I was really trying to take them in, like, this was going to be the rest of my life. Woke up in a fucking jail cell. Whew. Didn't get out till, like, noon. Man, that was the worst feeling, like, walking down, <laughs> walking to go get my truck. I didn't know if they impounded it or not. I was like, "Damn, dude, it sucked." I made a piss. They impound it, huh? Did nah, they? It's still sitting there. You got lucky. So then, you know, they they go through, and no matter if you're guilty or innocent in the state of Iowa, 
if you <laughs> don't take any tests, um, you have to get a breathalyzer in your vehicle for one year. They don't give a shit. You get that case thrown out, it don't fucking matter. That's through the DOT, you not do, the courts. Yeah. yeah. So now you got this extra stress on there and try to figure out what's going to happen, how you're going to get to work. And then they made me do uh, substance abuse evaluation. How many hours did they give you? They went on a, um, they went on kind of a, when you're ready to discharge, we'll discharge you. Okay. I answered completely. Like I didn't want to do it. I just wanted them to be like, nope, you don't need therapy. So then I ended up doing it. I was in like the lowest level, right? It's so like minimum, usually at minimum, they're like two months. So whatever, fuck it. How many hours is that, you know? I don't know. It depends. I know I had to do like at least 10 hours, something like that. 10 hours of 10 this. 10 hours a week? No, it's 10 hours total. Oh, fuck. Oh, I got to do a drink and driving course too. Yeah. That's that 12-hour mandated course. Yep. I had to do a couple different things. It was a while yeah. ago. But this one... They put me in there, and I went to this place, and the lady that takes me in there, and um, she's awesome, uh, very awesome. And just for sake of, you know, like HIPAA violation, I'm not going to name her. Yeah. Um, but she was so cool. Um, at, at the time, I didn't want it. Um, but she goes, yeah, I'm going to make you take this. She goes, because I think you're an alcoholic. Like, I don't think I am. She goes, you have a drinking problem. She goes, whether you're going to admit it to me now or later – and I go, okay. I'm like, you know what? Fine. Fuck it. I'm going to do this course. I'm going to do everything you ask. Shove it in your face. And she goes, I've seen people get out of here in two months. I go, that's a fucking goal. And uh, I decided to take it serious. I'm like, they're going to make me do this anyway. I might as well just take it for what it is. I'm like, you know, because it's counseling. It's substance abuse counseling. Yeah. I have a fucking drinking problem. Fine. Don't need this. If I don't want to drink, I won't. I've done it before. That's the shit I was saying in my head. I always knew I drank. Uh, people knew I went overboard. Like I've lost out on the podcast. I've ruined a bunch of podcasts. Dude, I was so drunk. I was sitting next to a girl in my dreams, and I don't even fucking remember it, dog. Ooh. I woke up in the morning. I was like, that was your last fucking chance. You don't get no fucking other chances. That was it. You, you had a once-in-a-fucking-lifetime opportunity. Why? And the beers were going down nice and easy, weren't they? So I didn't want this. Um, I said, fuck it, I'll do it. Everybody knows that I drink like a fish. She finally asked the question, well, why do you drink? This lady mm. this lady in treatment? Yeah. She asked me, the lady in treatment. Yeah, why? Counselor, why? Yeah, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, let's figure it out so that she would give you homework. I had an incident... And I actually didn't even talk to my family for months after this. I got really fucking drunk at, uh, at just like a family get together. And it, something deep down in me, I was like pissed off that, you know, I my family was always going on all these vacations and everyone was getting invited except me. I'm like, you guys are inviting me to like family functions. Everybody just happened to show up. I go, I, I by chance showed up. Like I had to stop over at my parents' house for whatever fucking reason. And... uh Show up there. I'm just getting fucking annihilated, hammered. This is like, I want to say it's like a year ago, July. So it'll be like two years, July, right? And I'm just fucking kind of reckless, dude. I say, so I make a joke, something to my aunt. Mm -hmm. My sister 
comes at me talking crazy shit. She's like, give me your keys. And we were talking shit, and she fucking put her hands on me and shoved me. Okay. And we got into it, and I got, and I fucking came unglued. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, and my, my nieces are right there. And this, this was bad on me. Yeah. This was bad on me because I'm like, she fucking pushed me. She put her fucking hands on me. And my mom, like 56 years old, like, keep in mind, this is like less than two years ago. Yeah. Gets in my face. She goes, shut the fuck up. Everybody leaves at that point. They're like, we'll drive you home. And, you know, my dad ended up driving me home. My sister took my truck home. My dad told me, he's like, pal, you don't really got a good name in here. He's like, you didn't before. It's like, people can't count on you. People don't want to count on you. He's like, I'm just telling you like it is. I'm like, they're saying this about me. He's like, yeah. It's like, mom still loves you, but. You know, after getting in a fight with your fucking dad to hear, like your parents and to hear that's how your family views you. I'm almost kind of choking up thinking about it, you know. And that was a fucking, that was a fucking night, bud. And I sat there. Tried to block it out of my mind. Texted my sister the next day. Yeah. Well, I've been making jokes about it. Didn't talk to her for three months. Blocked everybody on all my family on social media and shit. You know, I was kind of cowering away. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, my mom finally reached back out to me like months later. Uh, maybe like four months later. She just was like, hey. And I was like, you know, hi. And, we, and now we're like cool. But... Yeah, remember that incident? And then, you know, all the fights I would get in and stuff. And it led me to realize that, man, every time I'm I'm drinking so much that that's how I deal with problems. Because problems always arise when I'm drinking. Like, I, I never deal with, like, this shit sober. Like, you heard me today. Like, we were talking about some, some beef. And I'm like, I'm sober. I'm like, this is how I handle this shit when I'm clear-minded and I'm thinking. I was yeah. drinking so fucking much. I was doing shit like that. You know, and... You know, to think about it. Looking for trouble. Yeah, like my fucking nieces saw their fucking drunk-ass uncle, like, talking crazy. You know, I mean, they're at the age where they probably don't remember it. I mean, they might, but... Still, yeah. Still. And uh, and it was because I wasn't in a a great mental place. So, you know, kind of worked on that, you know, since I started seeing... I almost said her name, the therapist. Really opened my eyes to why I was drinking. I drink because, number one, I date toxic women. I date them and I try to change them. Like, yeah, they're broken. I try to change them, and when they that doesn't happen, I drink. And when uh, when shit bothers me, I drink. I had a bad day. I'm gonna drink it off. I don't just go. Oh, I had a bad day. Gee, maybe I should go hit the fucking gym about it. Maybe I should go do stand up about it. Maybe I should write about it. You know, maybe I should play video games about it. No, fuck no, brother. <laughs> fuck no, brother. We're sitting on the couch, not even watching stuff, just listening to music, drinking beer. Hmm. Like frequently, like probably three, four times a night. And, uh, is there anything that you said you had a incident when you were younger? Oh, yeah. Um, do you think that has a, well, that was obviously you wanted to escape, like truly escape. And yeah. Hard, hard to, so I was, said early 20s. I was 20. This is right before I started doing stand-up, actually. Okay. So it is one of the reasons why I started doing stand-up, truth be told. Um, 20 years old. Kind of failing. I was still, I was working at a record store. Wasn't really applying my shit, man. You know, I'm like essentially a 20-year-old fucking loser. Like, 
Didn't know what you're doing with your life. Didn't that kind of thing. Doing. Yeah. You know, no guys that like got it together like eighteen. Like I work with kids that are eighteen. I'm like, fuck, dude, I was such a shit. When I was <laughs> yeah. eighteen, man. I was like, I was bad. Yeah, I'm still fucking bad. Like my life is still a fucking mess right now. But believe it or not, it was way worse. So um, the anxiety um, was happening, you know. And like since I was like sixteen, man, we'd always drink like a fuckload of beer on the weekends, like a lot. Yeah. And uh, I remember one time getting like super fucking high. And I just had to, I, I had this urge, and it was right by where Skylark is. My buddy lived there, and we're all smoking, you know, just sitting around his room smoking blunts and shit because we're white kids from Rock Island. That's what you do. Yeah. Wish we would have known then what we know now, dude. We would just take, like, one little bowl. <laughs> we didn't yeah. have to waste all that weed. It's a lot of weed to waste, yeah. It is. It's fucking dumb. Like, I don't even think smoking blunts is cool anymore because I can't afford that shit. <laughs> even if I was, like, rich, I couldn't. Uh, but I just had to had to walk around the fucking, you know, like, my anxiety. Like, I didn't know. I Like, I had to get out of there. And I had to walk laps. And then I get home, and it's like 2, 3 in the morning, and couldn't catch my breath, finally caught it. Whatever. It was weird. Same thing happened again. Like uh, a panic? I, like, yeah, have a panic. it was a legit panic. I never yeah. had one. Well, I had one. I didn't know what it was. Yeah, yeah. And I was living at home. I had my mom take me up to the hospital. The doctor looks at me. He's like, you know, this is whatever. But then they put me on uh, antidepressants. And... Uh, I can't, I don't know if I've ever told this story. Uh, night I tried to kill myself. Um, you don't have to go into too much detail if you don't want to. No, it's weird because I'm like, it's weird, dude, because I'm like reliving it like a moment for moment. Like 20 years old, man. Just tired of it, man. I was dropped out of college. Wasn't doing shit. Couldn't fucking, you know. Like give I'm, people perspective. How old are you now? I'm 33. So it's okay. 13 years ago. Got it. You know, got just, I don't have any outlets. I don't have any fucking hobbies. And I'm 20. Can't really go to the bar. I'm glad I wasn't drinking at that time. Well, I was, but not like, I couldn't do it all the time. Yeah. Um, sitting in the fucking basement my parents basement i'm uh i grabbed and one of the reasons that stopped me was i didn't want my mom to clean up the blood yeah yeah. and i knew i was gonna do it i just had to make my way to the shower and i was just i was like i just want her to find me like this but i can't can't live like this no more texted my cousin and her um her husband zach I'm not, sorry, not Zach. Travis. <laughs> I want to give a fake name, but because of this, I will give a real name. Travis. Yeah. Yeah. Travis saved my life. You know, I'm just trying to protect the innocent. You know, people don't ask to be involved in podcasts like this, but Travis, uh, he saved my life, so I gotta like, I will give him. I will yeah. name him because he's the reason why I'm still. Yeah, you're not here. giving it social, so it's fine. Yeah, he <laughs> doesn't have Facebook or anything anyway. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I texted him, and I just so they had this little girl, and. uh I got to watch her a lot, like when she was a kid. You know, we would hang out because um, I wasn't working, so she'd be like, "Hey, can I drop you know the little one off?" And you know, can you watch her? And like, yeah, we'd hang out. She let me take her to the zoo together. It was like great. Like that, like that little child actually was one of the reasons why, like, I wanted to stay around. And I was just like, "Hey, tell her that I love her, and I'm gonna miss her." And um, and I just kind of like left. I, I I sent it. 
the best I could without alerting them what happened. She reads it. They had their. They just had a friend that killed themselves like not too long before that. Mm. She sends them. Travis over to get me. Go now. Go get him. Don't fucking let him out of your sight. Door was locked. I wasn't going to go up there and unlock it. He punched through the glass and unlocked it. Cut his fucking hand. And he comes downstairs and gets me. And he goes, you're coming with me. And he took me. And we were just driving around. Stopped at Denny's. It was a weird incident. I was like talking about something. And he, this dude said some shit to me. And I just kind of fucking stared at him. So they moved the guy from the table. And I was like, I was already having a bad enough night. And this guy was rude as fuck. But... You know, I just remember going through my head. I'm just like, this is it, dude. Like, I don't, I'm, not, I'm nothing. Like, nobody's going to miss me. Fuck am I doing? I'm like, I, I'm not going to change the world. I'm not going to fucking, you know. And it, and it really hurts to think that if I would have done that, there's a few people that I've brought joy to their lives to yeah, the point where. That would have cared. That would have cared. And if I would have done that. And I'm not saying it's is is I mean it kind of is selfish, but at the same time it's like I wouldn't have been able to help them. So then that next day, you know, I kind of woke up, talked to my mom, told her what happened. She's like, "Well, you need to go see the doctor." And when I went to the doctor, they wanted to up my prescription. Of course, absolutely fucking not. What were you taking? You remember? Oh fuck! It was years ago. Yeah. I and I and I don't take any meds now because of this. Like I can't even swallow pills. Um, I don't go to the doctor. I don't just I don't want to take any meds. Um, just because I'm like so shook up about that, and I can't remember exactly what it was. Um, you think it made you more suicidal? I don't want to blame the drug. It does happen. That is, that, that, is, that is a side effect. And I don't want to blame the drug because it, it does it, happen with certain. Of, because if I if if I blame the drug, well, yeah, there's probably someone who there was something there. Yeah, there was something there. Yeah, it it did not. I, I did not get help from the dosage I was taking. Yeah, you know, I want someone that's out here that if they're on a certain drug or if I say it didn't help, they're like, well, that's not going to help me, but it actually is helping you, and you start stop. Taking All it of our bodies are so different, man. Yeah. Like genetics, and there's so many factors, right? Like, and I I wish I could fucking remember what it was but that's all right i said no i'm not taking it and um i do remember when i was on that when i would drink i remember i would get mouthy with people which is something that still happens <laughs> yeah. i should have had my ass kicked a lot more than it was <laughs> oh same yeah but um you know uh after that i was like i need an outlet for something mm-hmm. start doing stand-up comedy what got you into stand up? Like who? My, who so, did you know? Somebody? Yeah, my uncle did. Uh, my uncle did stand up. Okay, and he was uh, friends with Tammy Pescatelli. Okay, <clears throat> she was filming her show for We Women's Entertainment. Okay, so I was on channel like seventy six. So it was like two after BET. That's how I always remember where like We was. Okay, and they filmed a special at Circa, and I go, well, how'd you get into stand up? Because I knew my uncle always did it, and I always saw how he lit up a room when he got in there. And yeah. I was going to do that too. And then um, she uh, she was like, oh, you know, I started doing mics around here. And this guy grabs me and he goes, hey, why don't you uh, come next door? You know, I run the joint. Um, <laughs> Where was this at? Brett. Oh. I didn't know that at the time. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Looking back all these years later, I'm like, holy oh, shit. Oh, Speakeasy? Yeah, Speakeasy. Nice. So it was, at, it was at Circa 21 where they filmed it. But then he's like, come next month. And I show up and it's a rainy night. And I'm like freshly 21. And I had my set somewhere. I thought I found the disc of my first ever stand-up set. Because you recorded it like audio? 
No, I fuck. I had a little mini disc camera recorder. Oh hell yeah, dude! I left it there. My parents saw it because they wanted to like support me. That was about the second to last time they ever saw me do stand up. <laughs> <laughs> they, watched, they watched me do one stand up at a uh, Brad benefit, and this is before we had to have other benefits of Brad. Yeah, this was uh, way back in the day. This is me and Devin Weiss. Yeah, dude. Devin, who is a successful. The good sirs. Oh, fuck. Don't know. He might have to edit that one. <laughs> I've been really? trying to bury that podcast for a while. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You can keep it up. Yeah. I, it's, it's been long enough. If I'm going to get. If, if I get enough of a name that I'm going to get canceled, it's like, all right, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Let me fight this off. Yeah. <laughs> no, fuck with you. So. Um, yeah, yeah, Devin. Yeah, Devin. I, I worked at. I only knew Devin because uh, Jimmy Johns. We oh both, yeah, we both worked at Jimmy John's. That's together. when I met you. Yeah, you know what? You know what's funny? Before I did that podcast, I was doing another podcast. You know what it was? No, it's a hip hop podcast. Oh really? With Illmatic Cat, that was called Paid Dues Podcast. That's awesome. And we used to do it at a, at Justin's place, um, behind the, in the moving, in the <laughs> moving, moving place. Yeah, yeah. Which were you? That was you a were, cool setup. Yeah, you were a guest there once, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they don't own that building anymore. Oh, they Argo closed or whatever, and uh, I think he runs a comic shop like down the road. Hmm. But yeah, <laughs> it was I know his brother's a trooper or yeah, sheriff or something. County county sheriff? County. I mean, was it? Is he a jailer? I've seen him. No, he's got a. He's he's a. He's he scared the shit out of me one time uh, driving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's a goofy guy. He's funny. That whole family is funny. I like them. They're, they're, they're good people. Um, but since kind of lost contact, you know, just went in different directions. Oh yeah, yeah. Shit. Uh, but yeah, yeah. That was uh that was that was probably my darkest as a kid. You know, my the, the, probably the worst year I've ever had in my life uh, was this last year. There were some cool things that happened. Don't get me wrong, like. It started off really cool. Like I saw William Ellie Whitmore. I was like, oh, yeah, this year is going to be awesome. Yeah. Kind of limped into it. Me and my ex were, we were fighting a lot of this time. about stupid shit, which I was never wrong about. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> Not ever. I'm talking shit. Yeah. I'm talking shit. Uh, yeah, no. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know if you just want me to tell this story about the, the fuckery of this year, but. I mean, yeah, we, could, we can get into it. Um yeah. So the beginning of the year started off pretty good. Um, Until the Bengals lost the Super Bowl. And I got sent to a really shitty job the next day. Bengals lost the Super Bowl. Went to a fucking job that caused my drinking a lot. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's so we had a good month. <laughs> so then, how, where were you at with, uh, with stand-up at the time? Oof. This last year, uh, you know, it's weird. Like, I was kind of doing it every once in a while. Um, well, you split with your girlfriend. Let's talk about that. Yeah, that. Well, that happened later. Okay. Um, that we split a couple different times. Um, and this is this is gonna get really weird. So yeah, if we can start the split. So we split, and I was already going through counseling right at this time. She broke up with me, ish. AKA, she lied to me about where she was all night. Yeah, telling me she's with her friends, and I'm like, "Hey, I just asked your friend's husband where you are because you flat out refused to tell me." 
And I'm like, and when I was just trying to have a normal conversation with you because we we broke up because she left me on red and went out drinking at a bar with this other dude, which I had to find out about from other people. And I was like, so when you told me you were going to be home and you're out having drinks with this guy, like, what the fuck are we doing here? Got in a big tiff about that, you know, whatever. I kind of went fucking, I kind of went off the rails. But then uh, it was this time where I was like, where, you know, I was like, we're really trying to work on things. Like, I'm trying to be a better human for you. And you tell me you're going to dinner with your friend and your friend's husband says, no, she's been here all night. And like when you were intentionally not responding to me. Yeah. And when I FaceTimed you and you tried so hard to get off, I'm like, why are you getting so dolled up for fucking just going to grab steak and shake with your friend? I'm like, why are you curling your hair like that? I'm like, what, what's that dress you're wearing? You know, shit like that. I yeah. Like, I, as soon as I saw how she was dressed up, because she only she only got dolled up like on a date night, and I go, I knew immediately right then and there because she did not want to. Because I I was like, why can't you answer me? Like, are we not dating? Am I not your fucking? She's like, oh, I think she didn't want me to see you're getting ready. So I was like, oh, fuck. I, I knew right then and there. Yeah. I'm like, okay. I'm like, all right. That's fine. She's like, I'm going there. So we hung up. I'm like, all right, whatever. And then that's when I was just like, because I was cool with her friend's husband. I'm like, where are they at? Like, she wouldn't tell me. She didn't leave. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> that sucked. That one sucked. So the first breakup, you know, we were supposed to hang out that weekend and um this is like the first time i went off the rails and i was like you know what brad had asked me if i wanted to go to this white Sox game i'm mm-hmm. fucking going tell brad what so it's like beginning of season middle of season this is this is may okay so beginning no. of season fuck this is april so we so real beginning of season yeah so yeah. every so we we essentially broke up i went met stale cracker then we went to the Sox game. It was like a doubleheader. I think it was like Memorial Day weekend. Okay. So I'd be end of May. Now I'm trying to get the timeline right. And I, I think it might, I think it might be. So anyway, we, uh, we go to this, we go up there and I go with, uh, you know, Christian who you just had on as a guest, yeah. your last episode, um, or is there one popping off before this? No, no, no. Okay. Christian was <laughs> la- no. Christian was the last episode. Well, if you, if you uh, haven't listened to that, go back and listen to it. Definitely do that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Christian, his brother Josh, and um, Brad, you know, those are my, we don't, and they've been, I've been calling them my nephews for a long while. Yeah. So, you know, me and Brad were like, we'd always been pretty close. Like, we were getting a lot closer, um, this last year than we ever did. Mm-hmm. Like, I was close with them. Like, me and him went to some cool shit. You know, me, him, and uh, Shane Newbert mm-hmm. always hung out. You know, we we're always like three amigos. Anytime Brad was around, it was Shane. They would call me if I was with it was just me and him. Like Brad hated when all three of us were in the same room together. <laughs> like it fucking <laughs> drove him nuts. So yeah, too I went much. Out there. It was overload. Yeah, I went out and like, dude, I I was uh, I we we were up in Chicago. Man, I didn't even get that wild. I was just having a great time and kind of forgot about her. I started texting her. I'm like, what the fuck is up with this shit? I'm like, why are you doing this? Like, why can't you talk to me? And then we kind of like slowly got back into it and then it was that final time where i was just like you know what i can't i was like i can't really and i i know some people are gonna say like i sounded kind of controlling but i'm just like 
you can't lie about where you're going and expect me not to think the worst of it. Yeah. Because I'm like, and when you go, no, I'm refusing to tell you where I'm going. I'm just like, I like, I literally just asked, like we were having, that was the fucked up thing. Like we were having a pretty good conversation and she goes, yeah, I think I might go uh, out to dinner with so-and-so. Okay, cool. We're, uh, let me know if you go. Like, can I okay, call you tonight? Like we call each other every night. Didn't hear back for like four hours. I like left on red. I'm like, um, so are we going? In? It was like at noon, four o'clock. And so I was like, so when I like ask you something like four hours ago, I'm like, I had to message you on like three different things. I'm like, do you can it like, do I not call you tonight? Like, are you just not gonna respond the rest of the night? Because you said at noon you might go out to dinner. I figured between then and there, you know, we could have talked. Ha. <sighs> But that was uh, that was that, and I just I couldn't deal with the lying anymore. And I was like, you know what? I tried to give you everything. I'm like, and the only thing I ever was just like, I did, I, I did, I, I, and this was another problem of mine that you can't throw this on someone else. And I do this badly, and I'm gonna say this, and people, and I'm like, I just, I know this is an issue of mine. I expect people to treat me the way that I treat them. Yeah. Now the reason why that's bad is because not everybody thinks exactly the way you do. So I'm like, so if I message you and you read it, and four hours later you don't respond to me, like to me, I would never do that. But then that's you're telling people how they should act. Yeah, that and I understand and that was a, that was kind of a thing. So whether I had done that enough to piss her off to push her to that point, like you know, I've I've had to think about these things. I'm like, I'm not gonna say 100 percent she was wrong. I would give her like 70 percent and me 30. All right, I'll give myself 40. <laughs> 50, 6, I don't know. At some point I was wrong. I was I was wrong enough in my own mental state and I was like I was like kind of I, I could see where that's controlling. Yeah. I can see it now. Yeah, but but at the same time a little yeah. communication wouldn't hurt. That would help. I had to step away from it and I kind of put my foot down on that and then, you know, try to re- rebuild myself, you know. I'm like, all right, I can't continue to do the things I'm doing. So I tried to change shit, you know, started trying to work out, eat a little better. And I wasn't trying to work out cause I'm like, I'm on the single train now. Like there's part of that. Yeah. But mostly I was like, dude, I had gotten overweight. I stopped caring about myself because I found somebody. So that's the thing, man. Even if you're in a happy relationship, you still have to love yourself and care for yourself Oh yeah, and do that shit. And that's something that you really fail to do when you get comfortable at a job. Like, you know, you get comfortable in life, you just stop caring because you're like, what are they going to do? Just coast. Like, yeah, yeah. just coast. Like, just coast. Like, never challenging yourself to nothing. Yeah. That's a bad thing. I make little challenges for myself every day now. That's something I learned that works for me. Oh, yeah. So, you know, and I'm the type of person that I have to have constant communication. Now, if you want to leave, <laughs> like, the, I, I would get a little psycho because I'm like, why are you leaving me on red when I'm trying to have a conversation with you, but you continue to get on Facebook and then I got to message you there, and then you're like, "Oh, I didn't see your t-. like." I asked you a question six hours ago. Yeah, like give me something. I'm like, when I ask you, "Hey, do you want me to come up? What time?" And six hours later, you don't respond, and you yell at me for not coming up. Well, what the fuck? Do I just show up? <laughs> but yeah. I wouldn't focus on myself, and things were going rather well. My stand up was getting phenomenally good. Because I stopped drinking when I would perform. I had one specific incident where I was like, I'm ready to do this. Like, 
show. I was looking forward to it. It was like one of my first shows after being single. It was at the Meadery. Dude, I did 25 minutes. I don't remember a fucking thing about it. I don't. I have it recorded. I've never gone back and listened to it. That was the that was the day that I got so hammered that I pissed in fucking Zach Vaughn's underwear basket. I crashed at his house. I don't remember doing it, but you could see like my shirt was thrown up there. The shit was spread here, and there was piss in his fucking underwear. But I didn't know him that well at the time. We ended up working out a lot together and getting really close because we went and smoked weed with the Godfather the next day. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was a that was a wake up call. So then the next time I was doing like Renwick. I was all pumped up to go do stand-up. I had two beers before the show. I was so hyped all fucking day long. I was like, I can't wait to get out there and smash this set to make up for that bullshit that I did. Took two beers. I was like, you know, I don't really care about doing stand-up tonight. And it was, light bulb went off in my head. I go, that, those two beers lowered my fucking inhibition. Like, I, it took the fucking joy out of it. I was like, oh, fuck that. Not drinking no more. Get to the show. I'm going up there sober. I hadn't done stand-up sober in probably six, seven years. I'm nervous as fuck. Yeah. I get up there. I'm like, I haven't been fucking nervous in like 12 years of stand-up. Dude, I got through that set and just had fucking fun. I then did some sober sets at Yoshi's. Just fucking destroyed. I was like, man. Yeah, yeah. You're the, I was like, this shit is so fucking fun. Yeah. Like, if you don't drink when you die, like, I love it now. Like, I love being sober doing stand up. It's so much fucking fun. You get to feel all of it, man. I know. <laughs> yeah, I, like, yeah. I, I love feeling nervous now. So, yeah. you know, I was on a fucking tear. It was a trip. But then, you know, I knew I was going to see wrestling with my buddy Steve Jennings up in Chicago. And Brad was going to try to make it, but he was seeing Rammstein in Chicago. Uh, and then Friday, me and Zach went up. I was like, dude, Wu-Tang tickets are 30 fucking dollars. You want to go? He's like, yeah. That's so cheap. I know. It was at it was up in Tinley Park, so we are out I love that grass. place. Yeah. Dude, we ran, into, we ran into a lot of people. I've never smoked so much weed at a concert before. That show was bananas. It was, I didn't get that Method Man wasn't there, but it was Wu-Tang, Nas, and Busta Rhymes. That's huge. Fucking nuts, dude. Like, RZA comes out as Bobby Digital kicked the show off. And RZA is... As far as like on a music level, like Riz is my inspiration for a lot of shit. Because if you ever read his book, you know, like Wu Tang's like kung fu, chess, you know, philosophies, like religion, like they they're so diverse, and you know, you go listen to like a lot of like the solo shit, and it's just there's there's so much there, and you know, when Riz talks about yeah, we talked about like chess, you know, how he made it, and I'm like, I'm just so inspired by him. He's just one of the smartest people that I've ever you know listened to. Mm-hmm. so that was cool um, drove home that night me and Zach had the best McDonald's I've ever had in my life I don't know why I'm telling you like the McChicken that they had up in Chicago bro it had like a sweet and tangy sauce like it wasn't it wasn't like a regular McChicken something was up with it um, but yeah that was super cool and then I <laughs> that next day I did <laughs> I did stand up in a basement in front of a bunch of uh, theology professors. So then the next day, you know, I'm like, I'm like, all right, we got to bounce back. Me and uh, Steve Jennings went up to see one of the coolest wrestling shows I've ever seen in my life. And it was awesome. You know, I was trying to talk, I was talking to Brad on the way up and, uh, 
literally came off that like having the fucking weekend of my life like life was finally good dude like this shit was fucking bananas like i just saw wu-tang i bombed but i still had a good night and saw AEW was um all out so fucking cool man having a great time now i'm looking back at the summer i'm like yeah dude i'm like it's all finally starting to get in the line and I see uh, Brad on Wednesday, and I'm like, hey, you still coming to my show? You know, I was talking shit. I was like, yeah, Ramsey's show looked like it fucking sucked. And he was like, in his mood, he's like, no, it didn't. He's like, show me his phone. And I'm like, oh, that I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, why didn't you show me those videos? Those are cool. And he's like, yeah. We talked that night, and then it was Thursday, and I'm like, I got this show at Skylark. I'm like, it's going to be a fucking banger. And uh, I was in a really good mood i was excited about this show i've been planning it for a couple months at this venue like i had a really cool experience where i saw william Elliott whitmore in his hometown and then i saw him in my hometown a week later it was in july i was month clean in july and then i saw him that's how i got the stand-up show started at skylark talked to farley and he didn't know i knew him from way back when until i told him again recently <laughs> funny story there i'll tell you after the after the show but um yeah, man, I was in a really good fucking mood. We got some Chinese. I got this fortune cookie, and I still have a picture of the fortune cookie in the video because it was by Dude Wipes. Like, Dude Wipes advertised inside a fortune cookie. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I thought it was the coolest thing, and I fucking messaged uh, Brad about it. I didn't hear from him. I was like, whatever, fuck face. Yeah. I'm like, hey, open your Snapchat. Because I didn't see him earlier in the day, and, uh, well, people start messaging I'm bending up metal with this dude. It's like, uh, hey, anyone heard from fucking Brad? So I went to his desk. I was going to go talk some shit to him because I haven't really talked to him this week. I get a uh, phone call from Shane. I'm like, he always calls me at 315. Always. Calls me right back. Fuck, he's calling me back. It's urgent. I'm like, hey, what can I do? And I thought he's laughing. I'm like, what the fuck? And he goes, it's Brad, dude. I'm like, oh, fuck, is he in the hospital? He goes, he's fucking dead, dude. I'm like, what? Yeah, he's fucking dead. I'm like, what the fuck? He goes, yeah, Christian called me. I guess he left work. Brad killed himself. So he went into work and then he went back home? Uh, apparently, yeah, he because uh, I, I didn't even actually see him that morning. Yeah, I guess he went there and went somewhere. They met, he missed a meeting. They thought it was kind of weird. I guess what happened? though someone was in the area. He's like, "Oh, I'll go to the house and check on." Him. I'm like, "What the fuck?" Called the wife. I guess they went in there and uh, found him. And uh, I was like, "This has to be the fucking worst fucking joke." I'm like, this shit ain't even fucking funny, dude. I gotta find Christian. I'm like when I see Christian, I'm like, "Where's Christian at?" Oh, he's over there. Right, thank God. I'm looking for him. Where the fuck is he? The kid goes. Oh, he left. Ooh. I roll up to the house. Christian comes out crying. I'm like, oh fuck. I was like 
I don't, I, I don't really remember. Like, I remember the drive over. Like, I had to, and I had to stop and get gas. I was like, I got to just get there first. And I, there's just so much going through my head. I was like, yeah. what the fuck just happened here? You know, like, I don't, I, I'm like, I don't fucking know, man. And, uh, that's why I like, I, I just, I, I gotta go home. I got a shower. I'm like, I'm supposed to be running a fucking show tonight. Yeah. Like, everybody's canceling their shit. Cause news starts getting out. I'm fucking crying. I, I talked to fucking manpower guy. Cause we worked at the same place. Like I, like I don't. He's like, you don't need to come in tomorrow. He's like, don't think stupid. He's like, stay at home. And I'm like, I, I, I can't, I can't be at home. I get home and I'm just like, I'm sitting there. I just fucking pulling my fucking eyes out, man. Yeah. And. I had, to, I had to, I went through a fucking lot that year. Man, I needed I needed Brad, man. I needed him so much, man. That guy was the guy that would give you everything you ever needed. He would just give people shit. Like, yeah. He'd be like, yo, you want to go up to a Sox game? This is what he was, man. I didn't know he was hurting like that. We were fucking boys. We talked. Me and Shane talked. I knew a lot. I know a lot of shit now that I'll never fucking hear the light of day, you know, just for just, just whatever. Yeah. I was like, I, we can, we got to do this show. Everyone's canceled other shows. Like, we got to fucking do this. I, 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 I can't be at this fucking house right now. I can't be alone. Yeah. I make a post and I've got at least 12 minutes of me crying, trying to get through a fucking video so I can post it. Yeah. I decided we're going to do it. The first time I'd ever hosted a show here. And I and you were there that night. Mm-hmm. Everybody came out to support. Even Christian came out. I, I cannot tell you how I got through that fucking show. Shane didn't make it. Shane was a fucking mess. I was like, dude, you got to get here. I'm like, everybody's down here. I'm like, we... I... I, I <laughs> I knew we needed to get everybody in a room. <laughs> it's all Brad ever would have wanted, and he's not even going to be there. Yeah. So I, knew, I was like, man, we, we, we just got to. We got to. Yeah, he wouldn't have wanted to cancel the show. Uh, <laughs> Shane couldn't make it, and this is going to be super fucked up. But the way I cope is I kind of laugh through shit. It's a coping mechanism I learned years ago. Oh, yeah. And Shane's, uh, like, people are coming in, like, hugging me. Like, my phone is just fucking blown up, you know, because I'm at a post. It was just the last, well, the last pictures me and the family got together, you know. I was like, I just lost my fucking brother today, man. Yeah. Like, this This, this was just the guy. And Shane, I had to take Shane's call. I knew he was a fucking mess. And I took his phone calls. And, you know, he had started hitting the bottle pretty hard. And it hit him hard because you got to understand. Way back when me and Brad 
Um, I did Shane's podcast. Me and Shane didn't even like each other. He <laughs> hated me. But he knew it, that somebody told him to get me on because I was going to be a good guest. And we ended up being friends. Brad heard him. I heard me on there because Brad was always a supporter of mine. Yeah. And uh, like support everything I did. I heard Shane. He's like, I want to go on a podcast with him. And <laughs> Shane's like, what do you think about Brad? I was like, you got to get to know him. I was like, he's the greatest. But I was kind of nervous. I was like, I don't know if those two are going to click. Ever since they did that podcast, I remember then they were hanging out two days later. Every time he was down there, he'd stop by the house, and those two were fucking inseparable. And, uh, and you know, Shane's wife, Timory, like they, Brad would go down there, he, he called Timory mama, like, that was just, he was a part of that family too. Mm-hmm. And so Shane's not coming down he's not gonna make it he had no way he can fucking drive and i'm pretty sure timory's drinking with him you know they they, I, they yeah hit them both hard yeah it devastated the fuck out of them and yeah. uh i uh this is like maybe five six o'clock i'm gonna kind of run around for like two hours dude i'm just like i'm i gotta host a comedy show i'm like what do we do what do we do i'm like well how do i i don't know the words to say it is shane and literally the words that come out of my mouth were Shane, I know this ain't going to make you feel any better, but... I did not feel comfortable airing this joke. However, that is not the point. I heard him get a chuckle out. And then he immediately started going. And I could tell there was this shift. And we had found what was going to make us cope. It was... We had to talk about him like he was still here. Yeah. So then we start going in and we're just basically having a roast session of our friend. And I'm and we're we're laughing and I'm like man, you know, it we were still just trying to what we were what we were doing, I realize this now, what we still do. Like I'll call him like every day and we'll go back and forth on this shit. Like you you've heard us go back and forth oh, yeah. and you know, we're just like like we make jokes. Suicide is a very, very serious issue, and it affected me super bad. And by the way, and I mentioned this on my podcast, if you do ever feel suicidal, you know the number 988. You can dial that. It's the, Someone's going to be there for you 24-7. Or if you know somebody, you can call them. You can text it, too. You can actually. text it. Yeah, 988. That's yeah. the thing. If you, is it, it's 988-STAR, right? Can, or if you just 988, dial I think it's it. just 988. Yeah. 988 um you know, if you're ever feeling that way, like you, you please like, reach out. So, now that's um that's something that I'm, I'm I'm pushing for a lot more this year. Is like if people need to you know know the suicide hotline saves lives. It does. Yep. You, you really don't know how much you mean to people if you think about harming yourself like that. That was such a huge thing that they passed like that number. Yes. Oh my God. It, thank God. You know. Oh, I, I could barely remember my own, my own phone number, you know, let alone a one eight hundred number, you know. Yeah, was that lo- that Logic song? Yeah, it was the Logic song. You, like, Still, so don't fucking know what it is. Uh, yeah. And here, I'll tell you why I do this, and I don't suggest it, but if something like this helps you, like your coping skills, like again, we talk about him like he's still there. Mm-hmm. You know, like we roast him like he's in the room with us because I still feel like he is with us. And we've had I, I'm not not lying to you when I've said 
two days after we lost him, I was sitting in my basement and Cat was hanging out, looking at the wall like all weird. I'm like, oh, that's fucking weird. Day later, I watch a fucking ice cream lid roll on its own right in that corner where that cat was looking, and I go, oh shit. I I I I knew I knew I'm like I very much believe that I don't think it's just like ghost or random. It's like man, the afterworld, the current world, all other worlds, like everything is somehow connected. Whether we're in yeah. the Matrix, yeah, ooh, yeah, <laughs> whether we're in the fucking Matrix or uh, you know we're we're wherever, everything's connected. So I knew it was Brad. I knew he was still there with me. Me and Shane will go back and forth, like you know, and and I and I don't, I'm, I'm not. Not telling you guys because we don't make light of it. Yeah. Like you think of it. We do because we get ourselves laughing. We'll get uh, Mama, uh, Timory, we'll get her involved. And at some point, it gets to a point where she's like, All right, you guys have been doing this for 20 minutes. It's time to stop to call again tomorrow. <laughs> you know, yeah. That's our nightly routine. And uh, we got Big Yeti in that too. So, you know, if you start hearing podcasts about us, you know, we, we, we still talk about Brad like almost every day. If you're still tuned in, thank you for listening to the Modern Day Overthinker podcast. Just had to do a quick break here, get back into things, and uh, I didn't want anyone who really loved Brad or one of his family members to hear something they didn't want to hear, because like uh, like Stevie said, him and Shane go back and forth, and they tell... uh, they're jokes, and they are not jokes that everybody likes to hear, but they definitely help them. So that's more important to note here. And I appreciate everyone still tuning in. Back to the episode. It's how we cope. It's We're sick and twisted individuals. We'll do that for about 20 minutes, and then we'll tell like a fun story about them. I, I don't ever want to stop that because it... It does two things for us. Brad always wanted us to be better comics. That's all he ever wanted. He he he's the one guy that believed in us more than anybody else would believe. in like he believed in like you, he wanted to support everybody. Like Burlesque, he just he wanted you to be the best. <laughs> Me and Shane gotta go back for twenty minutes thinking on our feet about roasts. They happen to be about our friend. It somehow made us better at like roasting. At each roasting, other. yeah. And we still talk about him every day, so we never forget him because this is what he wanted. It's making us better as comics, and we still, you know, he's still his 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 name comes out of our mouth at least every day. He's in my thoughts every single day because he's not here physically. You know, I still need to carry on the legacy that he had. He was uh, he was just such a positive dude, and he. Uh, but he was a shit talker. <laughs> it was definitely Dude, you remember when he'd get in his feels when the fucking cowboys would lose <laughs> i didn't know him as well as i was just getting to know him uh so oh yeah yeah because you kind of came back into fold in the past when did you really start doing stand-up april of 2021 so it hasn't even been two years yeah so i didn't start getting to know brad till last year anyway um well it's fucked up he knew about you from when me you and Devin did a show because he still listened to us. He still, to this day, referenced a joke. And you might have been on that podcast. You <laughs> a fucking neck injury. I said that to somebody, and that was our fucking joke thread for years, dude, when we weren't quoting Goodfellas. <laughs> he remembered this shit. So I, I know he, rem- he remembered you. And then when he came back in the fold, I told him, I was like, dude, me and Devin used to fuck around with this dude, like, did a podcast with him. So 
I mean, he. I'm sure he knew of you, but not knew you like that. Yeah. Well, he knew a lot of people I knew. I didn't even realize it. Um, yeah, knew one of my uh, one of my cousins. Well, I don't know how you. She's not my cousin anymore because she was married to my cousin. They're divorced. So. <laughs> In one of those situations, ex cousin in law. Ex cousin in law. <laughs> yeah, um, dude, that sounds like the name of the a fucking goofy ass new spaghetti western. Ex cousin. Ex cousin in law. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I didn't really. I could. The thing I remember, which was the funniest, was when Christian started doing stand up, <laughs> and they were both doing stand up, <laughs> and they would roast each other. This was a great memory for a lot of us seeing Christian and Brad both do comedy together as father and son and uh them ripping on each other was hilarious but wanted to segue into something that stevie brought up you know here's the thing man if you lose somebody you'll never know and unless like you for sure know why but you'll never actually really know why yeah i mean like if it's like ah you know his wife was cheating on him lost the house you know none of that was going on no that no i I couldn't tell you anything was going on like i I'll put it this way, dude. He, he he had problems that were solvable. Typical shit. Like, uh, this this shit's going down. This shit's like, eh, it sucks that you have to go through that, but it's not the end of the fucking world. Yeah. So, you know, and I know he served, and he was like one of the biggest... Um, advocates, biggest, yeah. Biggest advocates for um, uh, Mission 22. Yeah. Which I'll tell you a wild he story. He was on the podcast talking about it. Yeah. Months before that, that's why when I first heard about it, I was like, I just like, like a lot of people, like, I was just in shock. Like, this isn't no, this isn't real. Like, I couldn't process it. Yeah, I thought something, something else had to have happened. But yeah, this one time I got super hammered, super fucking hammered. This is a this is bad because I'm going through a lot of shit at this time. There's Brad was still alive, and you might actually remember this. I accidentally butt dialed Zach Vaughn. <laughs> 1 a.m. He was shacked up with a girl. I was like, Ooh, fuck. He tries to call me back at 7 a.m. Now, I had uh, right up in front of the Stardust because I got tossed out of a bar, couldn't drink no more, waited for an Uber. The Uber didn't show up. I'm laying on a bench. I still got video <laughs> of me talking shit to this one dude. Not I, on my phone. Like I sent him a message. Because I thought it would be funny at the time. I remember waking up at that ben- on that bench at like 4 a.m., Right in front of the Stardust, you know exactly which one. Because right when I did the show, I go, hey, I passed out there once. Um, got home, fell asleep till about like noon. Me and uh, buddy, my Mark, were supposed to film something, the guy that I filmed with. I was like, let's do it tomorrow, dude. I don't really feel like it. And I told him why. He laughed. He was the only one I talked to. Zach had tried to call me a couple times. And then they put out like a fucking, hey, has anyone heard from Stevie Moe? I did remember that. I do remember that, yeah. You got an APV put on you? <laughs> you know, he showed up at my fucking house. Brad. Yeah. So, you know, when I had to tell my parents, hey, remember when I told you Brad came to find me? Yeah. Yeah. He came to check on me, make sure I was okay. You know, he left us, and that was a Thursday. Friday, I ended up going down to Shane's, and I had people taking care of me. <sighs> I'm driving with my nephew, and I'm just like, dude, I don't. I like I always, I always promised Brad that if something ever happened, like you know, I'd take care of the boy. Like it was just known. Driving with him, and I'm like, and I can't I can't drink because breathalyzer. Yeah, and I, I, dude, I still like 
two, three in the afternoon. Man, I'm still blowing way too hot. So I had to wait for a while. And we get down there, and I'm driving with him, man. And I just, how do I? You know what to say. I didn't realize a lot of the tough times are going to be ahead, you know, sitting there trying to console him. Like, what do you say to somebody, you know? And I know he struggled with shit before. Oh, yeah. So I just don't know what to do, man. And uh, for the next couple of days, man, I had people just taking care of me. Like, uh, you know, like I, we went to like a bonfire, you know, people were all there. Everyone's like, we all got together, you know, just talking good stories and, you know, lots of wrestling and, I knew I wanted to go to wrestling. I'd talk to him about going to this particular show. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the indie show. Because we'd been to some wrestling pay-per-views. Like, man, we went to one of the coolest. I got to go to the United Center with him. We made, like, memories. We made, like, this new group. And I remember I took a picture. It was me, Brad, my buddy Mike, and my friend Heather. Mike and Heather are together from Lopez, Lopez crew. Yeah. Like, we're like, this is the wrestling thing. So we're, if we got to go to, like, a GCW show out in Jersey, this is the crew. Like, I felt good about it. I posted a picture about it. And yeah, I remember I had to break the news to them because we had just all like, this is the new group. Like we had so much fun up there. And of course, Brad was like, dude, you know, like, let me take care of some drinks. I got this shit on you guys. You know, just the typical shit that he would do with everybody. He's like, this is the new crew. I'm like, yeah, it is. Felt really good. And it was the one only show. So, but it was one of the better weekends I ever had in my life. And, you know, to know I wasn't going to have those anymore with him, I was like, I gotta, I, I gotta bring them with me to everything I do now. And when you get someone that good in your life and they're gone, bring that energy that they brought. So I've been really trying to just be a more, more positive person. And I don't know if it's reflecting that way. Like I, I feel like I'm a lot less dickish to a lot of people when I show up. I don't know if that is that true. Like I, I feel like I'm not like as mean. I never thought you were that mean, but uh, that's just me. So I, mean, I don't I know. Like not, I feel like I'm not a fucking asshole anymore. But yeah, I just want to do. I just want to have fun with stand up. That's the best way to like. Me and Christian talked about that. It's like to honor his memory. Is just like be the type of guy he was for everybody else. You know, like he was just always like he was just a supporter like of everybody. Just wanted everybody to be their best, and yeah, he was so hype about. The podcast and when he came on my podcast, oh, yeah. so hype, dude! Like, how, how many of his pens did you hit? The <laughs> <laughs> Brad's pens became lethal. Like John L did this. Brad smoke because Brad like never really smoked weed before. <laughs> Next thing you know, this dude's always got like pens. Yeah, <laughs> dude, I would. Those pens would get you fucking twisted. He would just hand one to me, and I would like hit it. And I didn't realize they're like medical grade ones. I haven't touched. I haven't touched a pen. I haven't. I haven't. I. Uh, we I I cut out weed too. Did I, you? Yeah, I, not everyone listening may agree with this stance, but some of you will. Uh, Stevie is very much an advocate for marijuana and talks about it here and how it benefits him and how it could possibly benefit other people, but also realizes that it doesn't work for everyone. I'm not saying like weed's gonna like because weed affects people differently. Oh yeah, but try, but, but try it once. Try it once. Take a little hit. Ride a bike. Listen to some music. Tell me how good you feel. Like, I I used to struggle to try to get 20 miles after Brad died. And this is a cool story. I decided to ride because I hadn't rode 20 miles in a while. But that was always my goal like two years ago, three years ago to hit that. I finally hit it. Felt so good about myself. I was like, I'm riding 22 miles. 22 miles for Brad. And uh, getting mission 22. But, but also, it was 
it was one of those things because I did I, I I had a fucking trek. I'm on a bike. I'm still out of shape, but I'm like, I'm pushing through. I'm like, fuck this. I did have to stop and get some water and Gatorade because I was cramping up bad. And I'm 15. And I'm like, well, I guess 10 miles from the house. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I started in Rock Island and I was in East Moline when I started cramping up. So I knew I had to go back. Yeah. But I wasn't going to give up on that shit. Um, but, you know, I started thinking about all the other vets, you know, it took their lives too. And, you know, at that time, it had been like about two weeks uh, since we lost lost him, and here's a, here's a really fucked up thing. I felt so bad because like a week later, like I had it was weird. I had a good day, like I was feeling good. I could actually you felt bad for feeling good. I felt bad for feeling good, so I drank that night. I negated a whole workout. This wasn't the twenty two miles. This is the day I rode across all three bridges. Okay, and uh, in the Quad Cities, that was a fucking cool moment. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, but the uh, the twenty two miles, man, was, and it'd been like two weeks that had passed, and I just, you know, I thought about all the other ones. I'm like, you know, Brad. I, I was like, Brad wasn't the only one. I'm like, from that statistic, I'm like, at that point, there'd have been like, you know, whatever, hundred and something, yeah, maybe more, like twenty two times fourteen. I mean, you do the math; it's a lot of fucking a lot. It's a lot. I'm like, he wasn't the only one, but he was the one that brought me to trying to be more involved and you know i we've been trying to figure out something that we can uh we can try to give back to um you know but that's 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 kind of a, a whole other thing but you know it's it's like he wasn't the only one but he's the one that matters for us now stepping up and trying to get involved and trying to help out as much as we can mm-hmm. just one of those uh, little things and i get I get to a point where, man, I'm I'm running out of I, I, it's I'm already out of daylight. I'm on this ride, and I go, all right, dude. The last two miles, I'm giving you like no music. My it's just me and you, dog. Like Brad, it's just me and you. I'm just riding. These last two miles is is us. And I'm like riding, and so I start thinking about, man, I start fucking bawling my goddamn eyes out, and I'm hurting. Like, I'm hurting. And I can't imagine just like there are some people walking their dog, and I thought it was fucking it's like who's this guy? I thought it was like I actually thought it was it was Christian and Rebecca because oh. they were close to where I was at, and this is this is what's really interesting. I thought that's who that was, and you know, they had to see just like this fucking dude with a man bun just riding a bike crying, <laughs> like what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, <laughs> but. I'm just I I I'm losing man. I got a mile and a half to go, mm-hmm. and I'm starting to fucking cry. And this is how I know Brad is there with me, because I think I see Christian, and then a randomly song comes on. RZA, drink, smoke, and fuck. All we want to do is drink, smoke, and fuck. Like I knew the song like immediately when it popped up. I just start laughing. I go, Brad, you motherfucker. Like, I was like, this is you. Because nothing was playing, right? Nothing was playing, yeah. And this song just randomly just cuts into my fucking headphones. Like, if, like, I, it must have been maybe my pants was too well, sweaty. Yeah, and it, yeah. Still. But it made me laugh, and I go, I'm in a good mood, and I go, wait, a mile and a half. How far is Christian's house from here? It's exactly a mile and a half till I hit 22 miles. So I ride to his house. I had to go ride around back because my watch and my phone were saying two different things. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is how much of a fucking asshole this motherfucker was. 
because uh, I, I knew this had to be a sick Brad joke. Because this motherfucker, like, I get 22 miles. I'm like, all right, I'm about to flex on you on fucking Facebook, right? Like, I'm about to be like, look, I did this for you, bitch. I know you're still seeing this in the afterworld, you know, just to talk a little shit, right? To, to Brad, because, you know, he would be like, oh, that's funny. You know, we talk about it. It is. It's the type of shit we would do to each other. And I ride around back and I come back and I hit pause. <laughs> on my phone where I could get a good screenshot. It's 21.99 miles on my watch. It said 22 even. <laughs> I was like, you f- face. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so I was like, I got you. Cause like I, I had to get that 22 and I hit 22 when they're right out in front of his house and right back behind it. And I like, I hit it exactly. You know what I mean? Like I took one route and I'm like, I could go this way, but if I cut this way out and I go down this road, I'll hit it perfectly right in front of his house. I'm like, ding, 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 ding. Yeah, didn't quite get it. <laughs> and I knew that was him doing that, but it just is he I I feel like he told me to just go see Christian. So I go and uh I go and hang out with him. At this point in the episode I wanted to transition to where Stevie is at now and kind of wrap up the episode. So if you're still tuned in, I appreciate it. Definitely listen to the rest of this and share it with your friends if you like it. That whole thing, I mean, you know, you can tell I've been like very up and down. With this, like mentally, I where I'm at right now, I don't think I'm the best that I've ever been, but I'm not too far off because I know what I need to do to change it. Mm-hmm. I know what I need to do to get myself to a place where I'm always right, but I give it a temptation and I fucking drink, <laughs> and uh, you know, I. I don't let a lot of shit bother me like it used to. Whatever's paying you, rewarding you, that's what you need to give your uh, attention to. You know, like I said, not necessarily of, money. Not necessarily money. No, that's what I'm yeah. paying you, or you know, like paying you, rewarding. That's why I said rewarding you. You know, so if if let's say you're you game, like you're a video gamer, and all you need is from. Six o'clock at night to eight thirty at night to play to escape from your day. That's how you have to cope with things. Don't let nobody tell you that you need to stop playing those video games because if that is how you deal with your day, that if that's how you decompress and you have like a set time, and it's obviously not something that's addicting and you know taking over your life, but it's just a something that helps you cope. Like this is what you could be have as your meditation. Yeah. Because meditation, you don't have to be sitting there like, you know, in a yoga position saying, oh, meditation can be, if you're focused on something long enough, like I do like some of that meditation. Getting out of your own head. Yeah, but if you're getting out of your own head for at least an hour and a half each night just so you could be the happier you, man, that's what's rewarding you. And if somebody tells you, else, and you're like, this literally isn't destroying my life, it's helping me, do it. This is a, this is good, man. I, I appreciate you asking me on. Um, yeah, man, I appreciate it too. I knew I was gonna. Um, no, I, I I knew coming on here and opening up uh, a lot of shit. I talk like I like I not that I have a shield up, but I just try not to bring up like a lot of my personal shit. Like I will with like people I'm close with, but obviously the uh, whole idea of this podcast. Yeah, that's <laughs> one of the like, points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, you know, we need to we need to laugh more for laughing sure is good there's some shit that people find it hard to laugh at but you know if, if if anybody could ever try to find ways to laugh at things 
and make it bring you joy because laughing brings you joy. So even in pain, if the memories can bring you joy, mm-hmm. you know, that's a, oh, that's a, another little goal of mine. You know, I've set all these other little goals, like try to lose five pounds, try to do this, this, that's a goal. That's yeah. Those always chasing, you know, the small goals the small build ones. up to big ones. They, they do. They do. And this is one that I, you know, if I, I just got to chase it. So. Yeah. yeah. Plain and simple. Just keep chasing shit and, Making the world a better place is the best I can. 